What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Say it. Say it again. <laughs> no! Welcome to Nerds Collide, podcast about all things geeky and possibly dorky. He is Travis. Hey. And I'm Justin. And together, we're just a couple of nerds. Just a couple of nerds. You heard the man. <laughs> taking it back to episode like two. <laughs> Take it back. We taking it back, y'all. <laughs> I like how we, we don't have very far to go back, but we're taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> We're opening up this episode reminiscing <laughs> over the past 17 episodes. We're taking it back all the way to like six months ago. <laughs> a different time, folks. We were different people. The world was a different place. <laughs> Dude, it feels weird, man. It feels like we haven't we haven't talked or recorded in forever. Yeah, we went six weeks in a row recording and then well more or less six weeks in a row and then we took a we took a little break it was a little impromptu break that neither of what neither of us really planned on i think we were just kind of like all right let's <laughs> let's step away for a second <laughs> yeah let's go to our respective corners for a second <laughs> take a breath i'm a i'm a cry <laughs> Let me cry it out, y'all. <laughs> so, so what's new with you? Not like a, not like a whole lot. I just or what uh, have you been up to? I just bought Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two for Switch. Man, those games are still good. I never played the first two, but I I was really heavy on the third. Yeah, third the third one might be the one for me, but I was like I was in it. From the get go, from the sorry, I was I was in it from the tin op, you know, and uh, <laughs> I was waiting for you to go there. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was with THPS from the tin op, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember my brother bought it for PlayStation, and we are my my brothers and I played the heck out of them, or played the heck out of it, I should say. And then I asked for it for my birthday from my parents, and I don't remember when. Whenever it was out, 2000, 1999, whatever. And uh, they didn't get it for me, but I woke up the next morning and there was a copy of it on my dresser. It was from my brother, Joel. I was like, hell yeah. And I played it and then the second one came out. My brothers and I played the heck out of that. And then uh, I got the third one for GameCube and played the heck out of that. And then I kind of fell off at four and then... Like, here and there would dip back into it. Like, I think I played Underground, and then I played, uh... I really liked Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. That was the one that was billed as, like, no loading times. 
was like one big area to skate in. That one was pretty cool. Uh, but then I like totally fell off. Like I haven't played a Tony Hawk game from 2006 until now. <laughs> so that series shaped my musical taste a lot. Like I saw this meme where it said, uh, I can't even be mad at kids who, who get into eighties music because of stranger things. When my whole music taste is based off Tony Hawk's pro skater. I was like, <laughs> God damn dude, I feel fucking attacked right now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, honestly though, this game is great. The switch port is really good. I mean, obviously it has hiccups as you'd expect, but like it plays great. I was having a really, really great time with it until I got to this one part and it just pissed me off so much. I spent like two hours trying to beat a certain or collect a certain uh collectible, I guess. Uh, and then I did it and it didn't even feel satisfying. It was just like, I was like, <laughs> Like a defeated win, just like, <laughs> all right. Damn, that sucks. Done with this. But yeah, it's great. Honestly, Tony Hawk, playing Tony Hawk 1 and 2 on the Switch is on the go, is the dream. So that's all I've been up to. What have you been up to? Dude, I've just been sick for like the past week. Sick <laughs> as a dog. Yeah, I'm finally starting to feel a little bit better the past two days, but. It's still, you still feel like the after effects of it. Yeah, I don't know what I had. We've we've had some like pretty crazy like temperature swings that I'm pretty sure got me. Oh, yeah, but, <clears throat> but I'm feeling better now. Yeah, so probably just combination of of allergies, I imagine, and then also being sick. Yeah, but aside from that, I did set up a new fish tank today. Oh shit. Yeah. How many so, gallons? Twenty nine point nine? No, I still got the twenty nine <laughs> in storage. Uh I still gotta get a lot more equipment for that one before I set it up. But I've had this uh ten gallon that I got for free. This this guy this neighbor of mine was gonna toss it out. I took it instead. But I've I've been holding on to it for like seven or eight months now and I didn't bother setting it up at the last place because I knew we were getting ready to move. Right. And then before we moved here, I had I tried to paint a background on it black. I'm not sure what happened, but paint job, it was just botched. It was pretty bad. So it, when we moved here, I just kind of stuck it in the closet and forgot about it again. You're but, you're ashamed of it. Yeah, <laughs> you you bring me shame. <laughs> but uh, two days ago, I actually pulled it out and I got a glass scraper, and it scraped right off. I cleaned it up, and um, I already had a lot of the stuff that I needed for it. Like I already had two filters and a heater that I had got on clearance from Walmart, and you know they're not good, but they're they're enough to get it started. Right. And then I already had the substrate for it. I had uh the same bag of sand that I used for the tank that, that I've already had set up. What's that sand called again? It's uh black diamond yeah. blasting yeah. sand. Black yeah. diamond blasting. <laughs> That's a good sand. So I had to clean that out uh clean the sand out. And I put that in and then I I bought a new sponge filter. So the ten gallon tank that I 
already has set up. It has two filters on it. It has the hang on the back, and then it also has just a, a basic sponge filter that's connected to an air pump. So I bought a new sponge filter, and then I took the old sponge filter, which is still good. There's nothing wrong with it. I just took that out, and I put it in the tank that I just set up so that that tank will be immediately cycled, and I could put a fish in there pretty much whenever I want. Oh, nice. Hi, in the next few days. I'm going to be going to pick out a fish. Hey, you got you got one in mind? Uh, Yeah, I want to do either an all blue or an all red beta. And, and that just, it'd just be a one fish tank. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you just got to decide which one is better. <laughs> <laughs> which one you like better. Uh. <laughs> I'm noticing now as I'm speaking, this is the most I've, I've talked. <laughs> That's probably our last recording, but I do notice that I am a little bit short on breath, but I'm going to push through it, though. This is probably the most you've talked since, like, our Halloween episode, because <laughs> the last episode was just me like, hey, Travis, listen to me <laughs> talk about all these things I like. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll try to pull a little bit more of my weight. No, no, episode. I was just, I was editing. <laughs> I was editing it, and I was like, I'm sure I'm talking a lot. <laughs> I have the... I have those moments too. And I'm like, all right, Travis, it's about a good point to wrap it up. All right, shut up. Yeah. So, what I flipping, you know, let's flip to speaking of talking. I don't know. I was trying to get there and I'm like, how do I get there? <laughs> this is what happens. We, we didn't even take a week off, we just took our week that we normally get. Oh, you know what? I got it. Okay, here we go. All right, give it to me. <laughs> Travis, man, don't don't push yourself too hard. It's all about being comfortable. Speaking of comfort, today we're going to be talking about little comfort movies. You know, everybody's got them. Everybody's got movies that they can watch over and over and over again, or television series or whatever. They got stuff that they can do all the time, makes them happy. And, you know, we figured it'd be a good time, you know, because this episode will release on the week of Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know... Thanksgiving is a comforting holiday to spend with your family, you know, yeah. or your loved ones or whoever. And, uh, you know, nothing better than gathering around the table and eating too much food and laying on the couch, sleeping on and off and just watching movies <laughs> with, with with people you love. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, too, just in general, it, it's getting colder outside. Yep. Sweater weather is here. Yep, soup weather. Yeah. And, you know, you might be trying to find you a nice cuddle buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, what is that, uh, what's that season thing, uh, cuff, cuffing season or something? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that, you know I'm old. <laughs> cuffing season. Yeah, it was the first thing that came up. Cuffing season refers to a period of time where a sing where single people begin to look for short term partnerships to pass the colder <laughs> months of the year. Man, how fucked up is that? It's like, hey, 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 I listen. A, a warm bed is everything. Hey, I like you, but like you know, not not a whole lot. Just 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 enough to pass these months. You we good until March, and then you get out of here. <laughs> well. If you partook in cuffing season and you find yourself with a new cuddle buddy, 
you know, he may be wanting to lay down. Yeah, lay down. Put on some comfort movies. So we decided that we were going to try to make a list of our comfort movies. I think we each ended up with like 10. Yeah, I think I have 11 and one of them. We initially agreed on movies and I put in a television series and specifically three seasons of it because I was like, I, this is this is a comfort series, but only only the three seasons. After that, it's like, I don't know, bud. <laughs> so yeah, um, I technically have 11. I'm going to try to shave one off as we're going. We'll kind of just go through six through 10, not really talking in depth about it, but you know, one through five, we'll give a little bit more details on and not like a whole lot. We're not gonna. We're not just gonna be talking for like four hours about. Oh yeah, God, Mrs. No. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> I am really comforted. I am really comforted when. <laughs> Is that really on your list? I am comforted when Robin Williams puts that pie on his face and he's like, hello. Are we kicking this off? Is that on your that list? That is not on my list. Okay. <laughs> Although, one time, uh, I had this friend in middle school named Javier, and Javier, uh, <laughs> why was that funny? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it, It's a podcast I recommended a few episodes back, uh, King Falls AM. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a moment in there where the name Javier comes up and it's used in a song and it, it's hilarious and I'll send it to you. Okay, good. Yeah. Um. So I had this friend in middle school named Javier and I would go over Javier's house all the time and we would just kind of like, honestly, a lot of it was I would watch Javier play Grand Theft Auto 3 and then I'd be like, this looks cool because I couldn't play, I couldn't play Grand Theft Auto 3 at my house. And then uh, his mom would make us uh, uh, quesadillas and uh, I'd be like, this this fucking rules, man. <laughs> Javier's house is the best. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, one time I went over Javier's house and he, he was like, you want to watch Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> and even at like 12, 13 years old, I was like, that's uh, no, <laughs> not really. But he was like, no, man, we should watch it. So we watched Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I don't actually remember if we watched the whole thing, but knowing me, we probably did. So we watched the whole movie and then the credits start rolling and then it cuts to this porn. <laughs> Just like straight up. Somebody. Jesus Christ. And this is like a tape that his, his parents had rented from a video store. <laughs> Honestly, it was probably, uh, uh, what was that? What was that video store we talked about? Uh, GM video. Yeah, GM video. So yeah, it just cut straight to this porn, and the, the that was the first <laughs> porn I ever watched in my whole life, and it was just with with my friend. I think my brother was there, and his little brother and sister. We just watched it, and I just felt really awkward. And uh, so I'll always have the memory of when I watch <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire porn. <laughs> <laughs> there probably is Mrs. Doubtfire porn now that I think about it. I don't know. I don't know if there's a better story out there <laughs> on how somebody came to watch this. 
<laughs> forced porn. <laughs> because it just smacks you in the face out of nowhere. Yeah. One minute you're watching Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> watch Mrs. Doubtfire. One minute. <laughs> read the credits. <laughs> you know what is funny about that? Actually, <laughs> You gotta breathe, Travis. It is That's funny right. that somebody waited until the end of the movie to put to tape over. <laughs> like they were like, oh, you can't ruin the movie. <laughs> They're like, this is my comfort movie, man. <laughs> oh god. Hold on, let me go get a golf drop. <laughs> I'm killing him. Travis, are you alive? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> For now. That was really funny. <laughs> yeah, man. That was... One minute you're watching Mrs. Doubtfire, and the next minute you're looking at tits. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, shout out to Javier. <laughs> so, anyway, with that, today we're going to talk about some comfort movies. All so, right. Uh, so let's uh, let's do six through ten. Do you want to just uh, do you want to just go back and forth, like each of us give them? We don't have to say a lot about six or ten, but. We could just say, like, it's this because of this. Because I like it. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you got me, bro. <laughs> it is good. Uh, Yeah, let's let's just go back and forth for six through ten. All right, let me let me look at my list, make sure everything's in order. My six through ten isn't really in order, but. Oh, yeah. My my whole list is in no particular order. Okay. All right, let's go. Do you want to go first? Oh, yeah, sure. So, uh, the first one I have is Step Brothers, 2008. Almost peak Will Ferrell. Almost. Is the other yeah. peak Will Ferrell on your list? Oh, you better bet your ass it is. <laughs> I think I know what it is, but uh, all right, cool. I guarantee you do not. I guarantee. I'll bet you $100 right now you don't. You want to fucking bet? You want to bet? You want to fucking war? <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentleman's bet. <laughs> yeah, gentleman's bet. $100. <laughs> and I'll let you know when it's coming, too. <laughs> okay. So that's your, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Mine, one of mine, Star Wars, A New Hope. I I think Empire is better, but A New Hope, there's something about it. You can just watch it. Over and over and over again. I think the thing there is, you could watch A New Hope and that be it, like, as that single story. I agree. Empire, there's, you got A New Hope attached to it, so. Alright, so, my next one is the It miniseries from 1990. So, uh, you know, it's not really a movie, but... You know, it it's it's packaged and sold as one now. You know, you buy the Blu-ray and it, it's basically a movie. But 
I prefer to watch the 1990 miniseries to what we got recently in part one and part two. Although I do like those movies, but when uh when I'm in the mood to watch, you know, Pennywise do his thing, <coughs> I go to the, <laughs> I go to the miniseries. Do your thing, Pennywise. Kill some children. Man, this is wild. I'm like putting the years in. A lot of them are from uh. <laughs> A lot of them are from the eighties. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, my next one, Terminator Two, nineteen ninety one. Terminator Two is one of those rare sequels that's better than the original one. I think that's the peak of the Terminator franchise, and that never, ever, ever got better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, just great in every way. All right. Uh, so next up for me is. The Conjuring from 2013. Damn. It's, uh, that movie is kind of responsible for me getting back into watching horror movies. Nice. Yeah, I, I was, I was kind of out of it for a while. There was just not a lot of good coming out in the years before that. So it was kind of a breath of fresh air. Nice. Yeah, this is a really good movie. My next one, a little, little, little movie starring the king of comfort movies. Tom Hanks, big from 1988. I probably, honestly, I rewatched that movie recently and I was like, I probably shouldn't have been watching this as a child, but, <laughs> um, and some of the themes don't really <laughs> transfer to, to 2022, but yeah, that's a movie. Again, I watched so many times as a child and I just have such fond memories of watching. My next one, it's kind of two movies. Well, it is two movies. But it it could really be one or the other for me on any given day. So I have Scary Movie 1 or Scary Movie 2 from 2000 and 2001. Either or. Either or. I honestly have never seen 2. Oh, 2 is, two is amazing. I think I've seen... Yeah, I've seen 1, but... uh, Okay, Uh, where are we at? Uh, seven? Uh, six. Or yes. Right? No. Yes. Yeah, we're at oh, seven, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I just did by seven. Oh, right, so right, right, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, a little movie called, uh, it's not, called, it's not called that at all. I don't know what, what the hell I was about to say. <laughs> it's called Toy Story. A Toy Story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another movie that just... Uh, you know, captured my imagination. And I can still watch to this day. And I I think I've actually said this on this show. I can pretty much quote the first, like, 15 minutes verbatim. Like Ja Rule says, and I love it. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't Ja Rule. That was, uh, that was that Young Jeezy song. And <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. So my number six is a movie... I just watched for the first time this year a movie you recommended. Oh, shit. And, and a movie we did an entire episode <laughs> on. And it is none other than 1983's Sleepaway Camp. Let me tell you, this movie has continued to live rent-free in my head. The quotables from it, I still tell myself daily. <laughs> I just, I love this movie. So much. That's fucking hilarious. All right. So my number six 
is 1987's The Princess Bride. That movie is by Rob Reiner. It is just a joy to watch. It's so silly and, you know, the narration and just the characters themselves add so much uh, personality and charm. I just love it. And uh, that's why. All right, so we're in top five territory now. Top five, baby. All right, so this is the one. I do have these in like a certain order, so okay. Um, uh, that's fine. I don't. Mine, mine are kind of all over the place. <laughs> but anyway, this this is the one. This is the one. Oh, it's the this, Will Ferrell this, one. This is peak Will Ferrell. Okay. So real quick. So you, I had one and I have two in mind. And you said I would never guess it. So I'm going to go with the one that I thought of second, which is Stranger Than Fiction. Nope. Damn. Love that movie, though. That's really love that, movie. that almost made my list. <laughs> almost made mine, too. I, did, I didn't want to have three Will Ferrell movies. <laughs> All right. It's 2005's Kicking and Screaming. Damn. I would have never fucking guessed that. Let me tell you. All right. So... So for five through one, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about the films. So this is oh, you know what I did, I realized I pulled this up and I didn't actually get to it. I was gonna tell you and the viewer and the listeners, the viewers, the the Urban Dictionary definition of what a comfort movie is. Yeah. So before we get well, we already got into it, but just you know for some mid list clarification, according to Urban Dictionary. A comfort movie is a um, quote. Um, who the fuck? Why is this in quotes? <laughs> Didn't Urban because Urban Dictionary said it? Quote: A movie that one watches to feel less <laughs> less shit, and a movie that invokes many positive and lovely feelings. So, Kicking and Screaming is is tra- one of Travis's. It's in top five. Yeah, and here we go. Not only is this movie hilarious, like I said before, I think this is peak Will Ferrell. You get him starting out as just a normal, like, dad, and then you see him slowly turn into, like, this crazy coach. And then there's this whole other subplot where he gets addicted to coffee, which is hilarious. (laughs) There's literally a part where he, he pushes this other kid down. (laughs) <laughs> right in front of the referee and then denies it. <laughs> At one point in the movie, he gets so addicted to coffee that he has a full espresso machine just on, on the bench. <laughs> and <laughs> this whole movie is just adorable. But the real reason that it's on my list is, do you remember when Comcast first came out with On Demand? Yeah. And like that would like for us like that was streaming before streaming like that was the first time like we could pull up and watch movies without putting in any sort of like physical media yeah that we could just watch a movie for free if you know if it was free just straight off your cable box and like I don't know about you but like my experience was like there were always those few movies that like stayed on that service yeah. That you just watched over and over and over again. And this was one of them. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see why that'd be a comfort movie. Man, I totally forgot about those Comcast-free movies. Wild. Kicking and Screaming. The classic Will Ferrell. 
<laughs> it have is. You, have you seen it? I actually have never seen it. Oh, you gotta watch. My it. relationship with Will Ferrell is like sometimes I'm like, all right, man, that's enough, and then other times <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, keep going. <laughs> it's a re- it's a balancing act. <laughs> it's like the uh, the scene from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> But just when I thought you couldn't get any stupider, you go and you go and do this and totally and completely redeem. Yeah, that almost made my list too. Dumb and Dumber. My mom that is a good one. That's like my mom and I's favorite. My mom and my favorite movie together. I think. Oh, I have, I have a movie on here that's my uh, it was it was a good thing me and my parents as well. I don't know why I said that so weird, but anyway. it was a good. <laughs> um, okay, my next one, number five, "I Love You, Man" from two thousand nine. This is like right. This came out right in the middle of all those uh, Judd Apatow raunchy comedies that started with a uh, forty year old virgin, and then you know led all the way until. Close to like the mid portion of the 2010s, like 2015, and then they kind of just stopped <laughs> releasing from there because I think people were burnt out on them. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one is incredible. It was actually a movie that I first watched with my sister. Uh, my sister and I don't have a whole lot of like overlap in terms of our interests because we're kind of you know we're different people and that's fine, but. She was like, I love this movie, and I think you'll really like it. And I was kind of weary about it, like, uh, I don't know. And then I watched it, and I'm like, this is, like, literally, this is awesome. Have you seen it, Travis? I have not. So it basically stars, uh, it's got Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel in it. And Paul Rudd is a guy about to get married, and he doesn't have any guy friends. And so, like, everybody's kind of like, well... That's weird. You're not going to have anybody in your wedding party. So he goes on this quest to find, you know, a guy best friend. And it basically plays out like a romantic comedy between uh, the two main actors, uh, Paul Rudd and Jason Segel. It's like literally you could put in like a woman into one of their spots and it would almost nothing about the movie would change because it is essentially about, you know, it's it's about finding your one true best friend. And uh, it's got so many hilarious parts that make me laugh every single time I watch it. So, I I, I, I would recommend... <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> there is one part I'm going to talk about. There's, there's, like, this guy he goes out on, like, a man date with, and... Uh, <laughs> The guy ends up kissing him at the end, and, like, he's like, what? Like, I didn't think it was like this. And so he, like, ghosts him. And then the he's, like, at some shop later in the movie, and he runs into him, and that guy's like, you know, it takes a lot of nerve to go out on a great date with somebody and then never call them back. <laughs> you're, Peter, you're a, uh, you're a liar. You're a whore. <laughs> he like walks away and it gets me every single time no matter what yeah that movie's great alright so my fourth pick is The Blair Witch Project from 1999 
Damn. This was one of the movies that I was not allowed to watch as a kid. <laughs> and I and I got always wanted to watch it. Until eventually I just kind of forget about it. And the next thing you know, I'm like twenty five years old and I still haven't seen the Blair Witch Project. And then, you know, eventually I finally watched it and I loved it. <laughs> and it I was, liked it. <laughs> I liked it. It was scary as hell. And, you know, I get it. These types of movies for a lot of people aren't really rewatchable. But this one, it works for me. The it's still like Obviously, it's not as scary, but I think that the tension that the movie builds, it's still there upon rewatches. And, uh, I mean, I love horror, and I love found footage, and this is arguably the best. Yeah, it's up there, definitely. Um, Yeah, that was a movie I actually saw at the drive-in with my, like, my parents took me and my brothers to go see it, which is wild, and, uh. You know, I was young, I didn't appreciate it, and uh I uh I didn't really like it at the time. I was too <laughs> in fact, a screen over they were playing Airbud and I decided to watch Airbud without sound because I was an idiot. <laughs> the second episode in a row we mentioned Airbud. Did we mention it last time? It was one of the last few episodes. I think it was last episode. Well, if if you all are catching on, we're gonna watch all the Airbud movies and uh God no. Yeah, I don't wanna do that. <laughs> I am down to watch the first one though. I wanna watch that one with the poster I sent you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? <laughs> Dude, they need to do an Airbud where he's just like a MMA fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Airbud fight. <laughs> Dude, I would pay really good money to see Airbud in a UFC match. Him and Joe Rogan <laughs> in the background just like <laughs> being an idiot. <laughs> oh, he applied the Kumara. <laughs> He's got that leg lock in. I really want to see Airbud fight. Yeah, I don't have any horror movies on mine, so it's really funny that uh, they're your they're your comfort movies. I watch those to get a little spooked and you're like give me the spooks <laughs> and i like it <laughs> um all right my next one is uh snow white and the seven dwarves from 1937 it's the first ever animated theatrical movie it's almost a hundred years old <laughs> which is fucking wild you beat me by a few years. I thought I would have the oldest movie on here. Damn. But you beat me by a few years. Um, Yeah. I They used to play this movie around Thanksgiving time. Like, I remember a few years in a row where I would wake up Thanksgiving morning. We'd watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade, the, the Detroit one, and the May- we'd like switch between the Macy's Day or the New York one. Whatever the New York one and whatever ours is. And then right after they would show Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and my mom would be cooking and I would just watch it and the house smelled really good. You know, I love that movie. The animation is top notch still to this day. You know, people complain about the character, how Snow White is kind of a boring character, but there's plenty of other characters to get behind. So shut up. (laughs) 
<laughs> so shut your mouth. Uh, yeah. So this just you know makes me think of warm, warm nostalgic uh, thoughts of past Thanksgiving, past Thanksgivings, and I figured it would be a, it would you know it'd be a shame not to put it on a list like this uh, when we are so close to Thanksgiving. So, uh, so my next one is Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Damn. Yep, uh, a Star Wars movie was going to make it somewhere on this list. And, I mean, Empire is by far and away still my favorite Star Wars film. So, I mean, it's going to be the one that makes the list. Was there ever a toss-up between uh, two of them? Or any of them? Or were you just... Was it always Empire? It was always Empire. Yeah, that makes sense. It is the best Star Wars movie. But, yeah. All right. My number three is a television series, specifically the first three seasons. A little show called Arrested Development. <laughs> I was super late on this show. Also, it came out in uh, 2003. I was super late to this show. Um, I think I started watching in like 2010. And then they announced the Netflix... Uh, Oh, the Netflix uh, continuation of it. And I think that was like 2012, maybe. When that came out. Um, those first three seasons, though, are gold. Like everything from the first episode to the last episode of season three. Each season gets better. The jokes just become more dense. They have these awesome running gags that just keep building on, that they keep building on throughout the series. And I think that is one of the reasons why it wasn't uh, a success or like a rating success is because a lot of the jokes were mostly funny because they tied into other jokes. But yeah, those first three seasons, I watch those all the time. In fact, I started it up very recently. Because I couldn't figure out a new show to watch. And just start watching Arrested Development. So it's good. It is good. The first three seasons. <laughs> Those Netflix seasons? They're alright. I guess. But, like, you know. Stick to the first three. Okay. And my next one is from 1984. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. So here's the story with this one. I love slashers. Love them, love them, love them, love them. They're one of my favorite subgenres within the horror. Probably to second only to um, supernatural horror. So, like I said, I love slashers. And so this, this isn't my favorite. My favorite is John Carpenter's Halloween. But I do reserve that for just October. I only watch those series of films in October. So for the rest of the year, whenever I'm in a mood for, you know, one of those classic slashers with a classic horror villain, I, this is the one I run to. It's either this one or part three, one or the other. I actually just rewatched all of them maybe last year or the year before. But, you know, I went through like a two, three-week period where 
I just kind of binged the whole franchise again. But yeah, I, I, I love this movie. It it It's one of my earliest memories I have of watching a horror movie. And it, it's funny because I think I watched this one. And then the next one that I seen was Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And then it wasn't until I was much older that I, you know, I filled in that space and seen all the other ones. But yeah, A Nightmare on Elm Street. All right, that's a good one. Uh, I've I've seen that like twice. My favorite part of that movie is when Johnny Depp and uh the main actress are like walking across the bridge, and it's kind of a faraway shot. And then you just hear this overdub where Johnny Depp is like, uh, what is he saying? He's like, when I get nervous, I eat. Or something like that. And I always thought that was really funny. Um, Yeah. Awesome. Nightmare on Elm Street. My number two is My Neighbor Totoro from 1988. This is a Studio Ghibli movie uh, written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Um, I've talked about this on this. I've talked about this movie on this podcast, but this is a movie that my brother and I just randomly found at Hollywood video just sitting on the shelves and we were like let's check it out and we probably rented it for like a year straight just uh it's kind of I think if I would watch if I if I hadn't have watched it as a kid and I would watch it now because I've had this experience where as an adult I've recommended it to other adults and they watch it and they're like this is boring because <laughs> it doesn't it kind of doesn't have a plot really <laughs> it's just kind of like the lives of kids who uh uh see this mythical creature but uh yeah that's a movie that even to this day I'll go to like showings of it when it's in theaters got my popcorn in my hand big smile on my face singing singing the theme song um yeah I love it and that's why it's number 2 comfort movie all right so, yep, the last one on my list is from 1948, and it is Evan and Costello Meet Frankenstein. Oh, shit. <laughs> I would have never in a million years guessed that. Okay, I I haven't seen any of the other Evan and Costello movies. I don't really need to, because I, <laughs> I could just watch this one. So, in my younger years, when my grandparents were alive every summer, my family, we would uh, we would go up north, up north Michigan, like in the middle of the woods. My grandparents had property up there, and we would spend like usually like a week or whatever. So during one of our vacations up there, I I, I guess my mom and my dad were just watching it, and I just watched it with them. I guess I don't know. Maybe I was the only one left up for my older brother and my younger sister. But anyway, I watched it with them, and. Like, that was kind of, like, my first, like, really old movie that I watched. And I don't know what it was, man. I just loved it. It was just charming as hell. And it, it that just became a thing with, like, me and my parents every time it was on TV. We'd yeah. watch it together. And, you know, being being the second of of three children, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily get things that are just your own with your parents. You know, it's usually, you know, it's like the whole family. So 
And whenever you get anything like that, you kind of hold on to it. That's true. Yeah, no, and if, and if it ever if there ever was a time that maybe I'm forgetting that we, you know, all watched it as a family, it was still like we were all watching it, but like only me and my parents were actually watching it while their siblings were probably doing something else. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask if your other siblings uh took to that movie too, or they're just like they're just like <laughs> this fucking old ass movie. And that movie is just amazing. I can't, yeah, I've never seen it. Uh, I know what it is, but, um, and I've seen, like, some Abbott and Costello stuff, but probably, like, the most famous one is uh, Who's on First, that little skit they do about uh, baseball, which is, you know. It's funny how those classic comedy routines can are still, uh, like, when you make an iconic classic comedy, like, sketch, it never dies, and it uh, yeah, it just appeals to everyone. Um, or at least assume it does. Uh, yeah, so I'll have to check that out. All right, my number one comfort movie is Back to the Future from 1985. Um, I can't really remember when I first watched it. Um, but I do know that I watched it very often. Uh, my parents had the VHS tape. Or maybe my brother did. I don't remember. My brother also had the cassette, the soundtrack on cassette tape. And I would listen to that constantly. Uh, Huey Lewis and the News, Power of Love. That's a banger, dude. And uh, Yeah. I don't know. Something about this movie just captured my little imagination as a child. And continues to every single time I watch it. Yeah, this is just a movie that's really quick, uh, fast-paced. It, it it doesn't... I shouldn't say it... I, I It does explain a lot, but it does it in such a fashion that... Like, it's really quick to grasp the overall plot and just, you know, the mechanics of the movie. And I just... You know, that's just really comforting. Um, it does have uh, some incest going on. But, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> you know, that's not good. <laughs> or, 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 you know, it is, I guess. Some people like it. Some people would say, some people would say incest is best. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah and it's funny because that's actually one of the reasons like uh the the two writers of it uh bob gale and robert zemeckis they shopped it around to different studios and everybody was like this is uh this is really tame like you know we don't want to make this and then they took it to disney and disney's like man you almost got the the mom and the son <laughs> fucking like get out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, this is just you know all the performances are great. The plot is great. Time travel is great. The DeLorean time machine is like probably the coolest time travel vehicle ever. Uh, yeah. And it's still, it's still uh, so iconic and referenced in popular shows today. Like, 
Rick and Morty is a whole parody of Back to the Future. The season three of Stranger Things has that has Back to the Future in it, and it, it kind of feels like it, um, which was intentional. Um, but yeah, I love that movie. I can watch that all the time, and I do. Still ashamed to say I've never seen it. Gotta watch it, man. The first, the first one is really, really great. I like all of them, but the first one, the first one's where it's at. And that can, uh, that can be my New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'll watch yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah, I'll watch it next year. <laughs> I'll watch it on December 31st, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm holding you to it. All right. All right, man, we had uh we had some pretty different lists. Actually, wait. Let me look up something cuz Bags of Future takes place on a certain day and I think we are on it. Hold on one gosh darn second, Travis. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. You just wait there. <laughs> 1985, blah, blah, blah. PJ, you are not helping. Oh, we already passed it. I thought for sure it was like November 5th, 1955. Yeah, it is. Yeah, November 5th, 1955. That's when Doc Brown first uh, created time travel. But I guess the date he leaves is October 21st. Like in 1985. Whatever. Um, Yeah, we passed it. That was Back to the Future Day. We fucking missed it. <laughs> we'll never get it back. Not until next year. We fucking missed it. <laughs> I like that I'm censoring myself. <laughs> missed that shit. I feel like when you edit this and go through like it goes through noise gate it's just gonna be like mother (laughs) because it's just gonna get rid of the yeah get the out um alright so yeah we had different lists yeah very different lists you had a a lot of horror on your list (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why'd you say horror like that? What What are you talking about? <laughs> say it again. Say it. Say it again. <laughs> you had a lot of horror on your list. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's to be expected, right? Yeah, we, uh, I'm not like really, really into horror, so uh <laughs> I keep trying to just play it off <laughs> and you laugh and it breaks me. Oh man. So yeah, um I thought for sure you'd have one. If any of them would have been on there, definitely would have been the conjuring. I don't know though. Maybe next year when I watch uh Halloween uh five. Or six, or no, it'd probably be five if any of them watch Halloween five again next year. I'll be like, hey, I love when Michael Myers floats in the river. 
<laughs> Floating like a vessel down the river. That is literally my favorite part of that movie. <laughs> when he's just like on his he's on his back. He's just floating down this river. <laughs> I don't know where this is taking me. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, I really enjoyed Halloween five this year. I don't know, like I did I never disliked it, but I don't know. This this year I don't know. It's good. Yeah, man, you love when Michael Myers is chasing those kids in the uh, Camaro in the field. Oh, yeah. I don't think... Did we talk about me rewatching Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? I think that we did, but not I, on... Because I think I did it after we did our episode. Yeah. Man. That movie kind of good. Can't see it listeners but i'm shaking my head right now rob zombies halloween 2 that's a good movie <laughs> it's better than the first one he made oh i mean that, yeah that, that uh, first that first one is still bad two but, is like that whole like uh unicorn plot line i'm just like this is so dumb yeah so. you know i found myself hung up on that the first few times I watched it. I don't know. I, I kind of just disregarded it this time. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to like it, you have to kind of disregard that. That's one of those. That's one of those choices that Rob Zombie made where I could see in a, a, like in the writing stages him being like, yeah, this is like a metaphor for like, <laughs> like the, you know, I mean, it is something. The movie starts out with the explanation of what the white horse means. <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is, and like, it's one of those, it's like one of those moments where he's like writing and he like leans back in his chair. Damn, this is good shit. And then like, you know, it came out and people were like, what? What is your deal? I I do like Michael Myers grunting <laughs> like when he kills people. <sighs> I don't know, man. I thought it was good. Well, you know what they say. <laughs> you know what they sing. Different strokes to rule the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is a comfort thing of mine, now that I think about it, is uh, watching YouTube videos of old uh, TV commercials. Mm. Yeah. Bless the people that <laughs> somehow get these commercials from wherever they do. And put put them in a playlist on YouTube. You you the real MVPs, because uh, <laughs> I will straight up sit and watch an hours long video where it's just trailers from and commercials from the nineties and early two thousands. Yeah, like, this is my shit. Yeah, it's always nice to like transport yourself back to those times. Uh, well. Why don't you say we wrap this thing up, huh? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up like some turkey legs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. That's what you got to do when you make a turkey. You got <laughs> you to uh, tie those legs together, you know? <laughs> I've made a turkey exactly one time. Did it, did, did it turn out good? The thing about turkey, though, is like, I like it, but like, it's like ne the turkey by itself is never like the best part of Thanksgiving dinner. 
Okay, you know what? So this this is like our Thanksgiving episode, right? Yeah. All right. So what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Man, it is stuffing, dude. Okay. For me, and I and I love the terrible fucking stovetop stuffing too. I will literally. I told. I've been telling my mom this for like ten years. I'm like, mom, gotta make the biggest pot of stuffing, stovetop stuffing that you can, and she never does, and it's always gone. And I never have stuffing to take home. I mean, I could easily make it, and I have. There's just something about your mom making Thanksgiving dinner that's comforting, and I'm yeah. like. Mom, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh man, for me it's uh, it's definitely the ham. Yeah, ham is good. Which would oh, you get that honey glaze ham or what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I Put love a pineapple this. on there when you cook it. Mm-hmm. Not that I cook it. I couldn't. I mean, I could. I could figure it out. <laughs> I could read. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little dry, but yeah. The thing about Thanksgiving turkey is like, it's just kind of dry. Like, uh, and the, you can like stop that to a certain extent, but like, you need some gravy with it. Yeah, I've I've had some good turkey in my day. I say in my day as if I'm old as hell. <laughs> I think just turkey on its own, no matter what, you're going to be oh, like... it can't. It can't stand on its own. Like, you're always going to be like, man, let me get something else. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, turkey's great because you can, you can just add stuff to it and be like, yo. Yo, about to put some mayo on it, make a sandwich. Yo, about to put some cranberry sauce on it. <laughs> I also I also love deviled eggs for whatever reason. Yeah. They're like they're like that's another thing too where my mom makes like one tray and it's like 18 deviled eggs. I'm like, mom, you gotta make like 60 of them. Cause I'm (laughs) cause I'm gonna eat like 20. And if you make a tray of 19, I can't eat my 20 and no one else (laughs) can have any. (laughs) Pick it up, mom. Slacking, old lady. <laughs> uh, no, I just I just deal with eating like two, and I'm like, damn, I wish I had more. I wish I had more. It's all about moderation. Um, yeah, I don't know, what man. what else do you like? Thank I don't know, man. Thanksgiving's always weird for me because by the time Thanksgiving rolls around, I'm already like three weeks into celebrating Christmas. <laughs> So I just kind of like, oh, you want a Christmas ham? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just it's it's like a it's like a prelim for Christmas, really. I don't know. You're like, give me some figgy pudding, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I just kind of skate right on past Thanksgiving. Christmas dishes. Damn it! How did you... Christmas food? I thought for sure dishes it would be like, yeah, food dishes. I got to be real specific on Google, apparently. Get some, uh, the 65 best Christmas dinner menu ideas. Go, you get ham, get salad, (laughs) potatoes, 
Okay. <laughs> that fucking video where it's like <laughs> the lady like <laughs> green beans, tomatoes, tomatoes, <laughs> green beans, potatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> that's like the fucking. <laughs> that's like a banger, dude. I'm not even joking. That's like and, a. It's like a top twenty internet moment. And I love that. Just every year, people are like, "It's almost Thanksgiving <laughs> time." Right <laughs> Green beans, potatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> This is my shit, dude. <laughs> There's a lot of things in here I'm like, man, I ain't never had this for Thanksgiving. Like smothered pork chops, Italian sausage, and pepper. <laughs> uh, bacon brie, percent reef, wreath, reef, potatoes are grand, <laughs> potatoes are grand. Uh, yeah, man, what the hell are these people, these fancy-ass people eating? For... In my in my household, <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas dinner were, like, kind of the same, except it was, like, a ham instead of turkey. <laughs> and, like, there was no stuffing. And that made me sad. Mm-hmm. So, one, so one year I was like, can we have stuffing on Christmas? And my dad's like, well, you, you're not really, I mean, <laughs> he's like, it's not really socially acceptable. <laughs> He didn't actually say that, but that's what he was getting at. <laughs> he's like, you don't usually have it on. What does that even mean? He's like, you usually don't have it on. Usually only have it on Thanksgiving. I was like, come on, dude. And then they did beef tenderloin. I've I've heard of that before. Creamy penne with sausage and sun dried tomatoes. Greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, man. Uh, <laughs> You're making me hungry. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> I ain't supposed to eat this late. <laughs> I'm getting too old to eat this late. <laughs> I'm really hoping these uh, night recordings will be over soon. <laughs> yeah. Your work stops dicking you around. Giving you the old dicky don't instead of the dicky do, you know? <laughs> That's like a joke my friend and I at work make. Uh, I don't even know how we came up with it, but it was like, gotta give the dicky do, not the dicky don't. (laughs) I said it recently (laughs) to my girlfriend, and she was like, what the fuck is dicky do? (laughs) Being my girlfriend is great. I just talk nonsense <laughs> like that all the time. Uh, actually, to quote myself from earlier, we were watching Stranger Things. That's another show I think is going to end up being uh, a comfort show. But uh, might as well fucking be right now because I watched it three times this year. Um, this year? Yeah, I rewatched seasons one through three earlier this year. In preparation for season four, and then I was like, yo, Mackenzie, let's watch Stranger Things from the start again. So we got like seven episodes in, and then my girlfriend's like, I want to watch it. So I started it over again <laughs> and watched it. <laughs> and uh, we're almost we're almost caught up. But uh, I got to get around to that. Great, great fucking show. I forgot the, oh, so we were watching it today and there's these two characters that are like, you know, their love interests and they're, they're kind of like 
they're not together right now, but the, you know, there's that sexual tension in the air, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "Come on!" I, I also I've already watched this, so I know what happens. But I was like, you know, playing dumb, like I didn't know what was gonna happen. And I'm like, "Come on, just fuck already!" <laughs> put put your pee pee in her pooter. <laughs> And that has been another episode of Nerds Call Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) My girlfriend wrote that down and sent it to like our our friend Mackenzie. It was like, this is what I have to deal with when I watch Stranger Things. (laughs) (laughs) So uh like Travis said, that's a wrap, folks. (laughs) Yeah, that that is a wrap. Thank you guys for listening, for making it to the end of the show. Feel free to tweet us or write us on Instagram. You can find us at Nerds Collide Pod. Oh, us- you know what? We might have to shut down our Twitter account. <laughs> Kill that what? whole Elon Musk shit that's going on. <laughs> oh. Well, if you don't find us on Twitter, you can find us on Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, you know, feel free to let us know some of your comfort movies. And don't just give us, you know... Don't just tell us, you know, about the movies that we said. Tell us some movies that weren't on our list. Yeah, tell us about movies that you watched all the time as a child. Talk to us about the first porn you ever watched. <laughs> no, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't need people's porn hubs, search history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do but that. But if you want to talk about Mrs. Dalfire without the porn... I'm all for it. All right. Or if you want to talk about the porn, you could just, you know, <laughs> just DM you me. Write Justin directly. <laughs> yeah, just DM me. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening again. And remember, the term nerd is rated E for everyone. So find your passion, embrace it, and be the nerd that you are. Bye. Bye.